Welcome back to Spooky Tums. We're back at it again on a Monday. Oh, cat walked across my belly. Monday evening. Well, hello. <laughs> and that's <Yeah>. Brittany. <laughs> Tori is the chaotic one, apparently, starting off heavy. <laughs> Man, I was trying to make that a cool introduction, and the cat ruined it. It couldn't be the light cat either. It had to be the fat one. <laughs> He's not even that chunky. He could he, be chunkier. He could be. Uh, so, how was your weekend? I know you went on vacation and left me here to suffer. I did. I don't think you realized that it wasn't like I went to Florida or somewhere warm. Like, I went to where it was 20 degrees on a high end. I don't care. It was still not here yeah i went home for the weekend and it was very jammed packed actual home yeah um i went back to my hometown and we had a surprise birthday party friday night and then we had a baby shower saturday and then we left sunday morning so like we left thursday night at like six o'clock got there midnight and then um Left like 8 a.m. Sunday morning and got home to then where I passed out until 7.30, woke up for called like me. two hours and then went back. Yeah, called you and then went straight back to bed. Oh, and took care of Marshall because he decided to give himself food poisoning while I was gone. Apparently cannot be left by himself anymore. Good job, Marshall. You know, yeah. and I was keeping in constant contact with him this weekend, and he seemed like he was doing good for himself, but apparently he went downhill when I didn't talk to him on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently so he needs to reevaluate his life choices. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm like very exhausted, and it's my time of the month, so I feel like it's getting close to my time of the month. So like, we're I'm... almost in sync. I know. Oh, no, you probably can hear my TV. Other than Marshall just turned on our TV. Uh, um, <laughs> so Nothing, you turned it down. Our... How was your weekend? I didn't even ask. Um. So on Saturday, um, we were supposed to, like, go and do some, like, um, thing that my sperm donor like put together to get like oh, all gotcha. the all the kids together yeah and he called and canceled it no surprise yes. and um then okay but the ironic part of when he called me to cancel this we mm-hmm. literally were watching the whale that new brendan fraser movie oh yeah is that good oh, dude it's so good i cried so hard it, but it, oh my hit, gosh. it hit, it's gonna hit you hard because like we both got daddy issues okay and, and like some of the things that like he says like touch just, on it yeah just in the end are like so like profound and moving they like hit you especially if you've got the daddy issues Love that. and he literally called right in the middle of this as i'm sobbing <laughs> I had to actually tell Lucas to pause the movie because, like, I needed, like, a second. <laughs> a second to, like, breathe. 
Oh my god, I love that. Well, I'm gonna have to watch it with Marsha. I know we've been talking about watching it, so it's so good. It's worth it. And then, um, so it's we went to my in laws Saturday mm-hmm. night for a little while. Um, Lucas had to go out and plow because obviously it was snowing. Because why not? Yeah. Like he leaves the house. Here's the fun thing. Like he leaves the house, comes back, and it's like my brakes on my Audi blue. Don't got brakes oh. in my car. Oh, so I'm taking yours, and I'm like, okay. Love that for you. And then, um, yesterday I apologize we... if you can hear like all my noise because I like <laughs> am fidgety. It's so bad. Like, <laughs> and then yesterday, so Sunday, we watched both of the Now You See Me's. Oh, I love those movies. I know. Um, so good. I went grocery shopping by myself. It was great. Aldi's for life. And then Ooh, love it. Um Did you know Aldi's and Trader Joe's were started by brothers? Yeah. And they're competing against each or they were competing against yeah. each other for like the Aldi's reign supreme. Uh well, so we were gonna go out to dinner and then we were like, never mind, the Audi's breaks went. So then I text and we were supposed to go out with Parker and Lorena, and mm-hmm. I was like, You I was messaging Lorena and I was like, you guys just want to come over for dinner? <laughs> Chicken quesadillas. The quesadillas. And Lucas made the sauce that is identical, if not better, than the creamy jalapeno sauce that you get at Taco Bell. I mean, identical, Ooh. dude. Nice. Yeah. And then today, <laughs> the side of my building blew up at work. <laughs> <laughs> and you got knocked on your ass. Yeah, that. <laughs> Yay! I'm still so sorry that I could not answer. Like, the one time I'm busy at work is when you, every time you call me at work, it's almost always, like, the one time that I'm actually, like, super busy. Like, normally, if I'm just doing something at my computer, I can have, like, I can answer and talk about something. But I was, like, actually running around and, like, talking to people. And I'm like, I can't just stop doing this and be like, hello. Like, sorry, my friend's literally having a panic attack. I'll have to, like, get back to you. And I'm literally like, because <laughs> I'm still waiting for you. <laughs> I was going to say, I called you literally not even 15 minutes later and you were still like <laughs> Ooh, that was oh, a- That was spicy, girl. That sounded so <laughs> weird in my headphones. That was my- <laughs> it's because my my microphone's sitting like right at my abdomen, <laughs> right at the diaphragm. Dude, that was Sorry, that one was deep. That was interesting. That was burpee ASMR for you. <laughs> <laughs> Quality content for Brittany and Tori. <laughs> we don't tell bean pigs what burpee ASMR. <laughs> Please come again soon. <laughs> All right, so missing person, Brett, who is it? Oh, yes. So update, because our last week one, which <laughs> it sucks that we record the the day that our other one comes out, because like by the time that they hear our missing case, now I'm saying like, they were found. Yay, it's happy. <laughs> so they have to wait a week to actually find out. And they're so. like, damn, these dumb bitches. So like. So far, we're on trend to literally never have a poster on our Instagram, but it's okay. <laughs> I'd rather them be found than us ever yes. have to post that on Insta. Yes, me as well. 
Um, but for today, our missing person is a current Amber Alert. This went out last night, so uh, March 19th, um, from Oklahoma. It says this Amber Alert has been activated by the Oklahoma Highway Patrol on behalf of the LaFoy, LaFleur County Sheriff's Office. I apologize to anyone from Oklahoma for just butchering your town. Um, but Junior Will- Wilson was taken out of his foster home overnight, um, somewhere between the 19th and today the 20th. He was taken by his mother, Brianna Will- Rochelle Wilson, unknown vehicle at this time, probably somewhere in the Manford area. Um, they don't have, they don't have anything posted about like what his lat like what he was last wearing but he is only three months old like he's itty bitty um and his um mother from the picture that they posted she's a 37 year old female with short like light brunette hair so if you have any information or if you've seen them um i should say junior is I mean, he's little from, they don't have much information, but from the picture, it looks like he's got brown eyes. He's got the cutest, like, what's this called? Like, right above your lip. Mole? No, like, the little dip. Cupid's bow. Oh, Cupid's bow. He's got the most adorable Cupid's bow. It's almost on the verge of a dimple. Oh. He is so stinking cute. Uh, Looks like he's got... He, I mean, he barely has any hair. He's three months old. But what he does have looks to be brown. Aww. And he looks to be of some mixed race. Um, on the f- actual missing poster, it does say um, unknown race. So, but other than that, we if you have any information about him or his mother, or if you've seen them, don't hesitate. Please call 911. Or the sheriff's office at 918-647-2317. Again, that's 918-647-2317. That's fine, Junior. Yay. He's adorable. I will, here, wait, I'll, I'll send you a, a Snapchat of his cute little face real quick. Sorry, yeah. people, you may or may not ever see him because we hope that he is found, but if, if so, not... Side <laughs> note, yes. uh, your boyfriend just... So, like, I he asked me what went wrong at work, and I told him that it, like, blew up. He goes, mm-hmm. like my ass. He goes, just like my ass. Yeah, he's got issues today. I'm like, thank you, and I think he was taking a shit while he sent that to me. It, oh my god! He's is- so- He's not the cutest baby. Do you see what I mean, though? His, like, widow's or his cupid's bow is on, like, the verge of a dimple. He's so singing cute. I know, the little button notes he's got. (laughs) He's so cute. I can't. I literally can't. If If his mother... Because obviously he's in a foster home for a reason. So if his mother does not return him, I'll drive to Oklahoma myself to hunt the search or start the search party. I'll drive to Oklahoma myself. 
I would probably keep it myself. So today, I'm a foster parent just for Junior. I love that. So today, Britt and I are diving into the deep, dark depths of Reddit again. Because, like I said, she was on vacation this weekend and we don't really expect her to do. I, my, so we stay at my grandma's house when I'm at my hometown and she does not even have Wi Fi. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Don't want to be using that data. No data. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're just doing some Reddits this week. Um, but oh, they're yeah, spooky. I totally forgot. I have a bowl of peanut butter. Just chilling? Okay. Yep, you're just licking it out of the bowl. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, it's for my banana chips. Oh, okay. But, yes, now I'm just licking it out of the bowl. Gotcha. Okay. Because I can't Hopefully. eat the banana, ban- the banana chips on the pot unless you want to hear me. Yeah, that's fair. I have some respect. That's fair. Okay, uh, well, I guess you want me to go first since you did your story last week? Yes, please. Okay, um, so yeah, I have four. Three I don't even have like, that many. Three of them are like super short though because they're like people that are like, posting their experiences and not everyone has a novelist story I guess yeah how to pronounce it I, I so saw I guess, a ghost in the corner of my room once right so um do you want me to I'll read two and then you read one I'll read my long one and then you can finish with what you yeah. have do that yeah go okay. for it okay so this one is called haunted pub in UK says or they say sorry I just totally assumed gender I apologize please don't cancel me I'm sorry sorry okay they say I used to work in a very famous pub in York known as the most haunted pub in England stories of witches highway highwaymen executed prisoners were very well known however the experience I had turned me into a complete believer to give some clarity we have recently plastered all the walls in the cellar no nails hanging out of the wall no handrails there was nothing to catch yourself on i was in the cellar taking stock to the bar to restock the bottle fridge i had gone up and taken the first basket up to the bar emptied it and went back down to the cellar For some reason, I felt horrible, on edge, like I was being watched the whole time. I filled the bucket up, put the cardboard in the bin, and headed up the stairs. As I was nearing the top of the stairs, I was violently pulled from behind, which ripped my shirt, and I fell down the stairs backwards, busting my head open. I spoke to the owner to see if anything like that had happened before and what she replied no but we aren't supposed to go in or but we're meant to go into the cellar in twos like pairs yeah so obviously I was really freaked out and refused to go back into the cellar a few days went by and I was in old York prison where they used to hang prisoners for one reason or another 
Turns out the cellar to the pub before it was the pub was used to hold executed prisoners for a period of time as it's naturally cold down there. I worked there for a couple of years and never went back into the cellar alone again. Bitch, I sounds like I'm not going to go into the cellar alone. So, like, she's saying that, like, her, the cellar that they used for the pub literally was where they'd put the prisoners once they were executed. Like, once they were dead, they put them down there to, because it was cold and they wouldn't smell. Love that. Right? Okay, so I've got some cool ones that I just stumbled upon. But I totally so forgot I put in here. Oh, okay. So you want to do one next? Yeah, so I totally forgot I put it in here. I was just looking at my things and I went, oh, I did put this in here. If you sleep with your mouth open, please read this. My Um, grandfather. I'm just saying I sometimes do it. I know. So do I. My grandfather was always a bit eccentric. He was a collector of oddities and a firm believer in the supernatural. When he passed away, I inherited his old house and all the strange things he accumulated over the years. While cleaning out his attic, I found one of the first night's vision cam- first night vision cameras and hidden beneath it was a dusty journal filled with entries about something called the silverfish. Okay. The silverfish, as described by my grandmother, was a creature invisible to the naked eye. It resembled a giant silverfish but had a humanoid-like head. And um, he wrote about how the creatures would sneak onto the... sneak into people's rooms at night and insert its mouth parts into the mouths of those who slept with their mouths open. So the journal detailed every night that this happened, and I couldn't help but feel a growing sense of dread as I've read through it. Curiosity got the better of me, and I decided to set up night vision cameras in my bedroom to see if I could catch a glimpse of this so-called silverfish. Why? No. You immediately move. Exactly. You immediately move. You are going to literally hate this person. With the camera securely mounted and aimed at my bed, I hesitantly closed my eyes and drift off to sleep. The following morning, I awoke with an unexplicable sense of dread. I hurried to the camera and played back the footage from the previous night. The room appeared normal at first, but as I continued to watch, I noticed a faint, almost, um, a faint, almost barely there movement in the darkness. The creature, if it could even be called that, was unlike anything I had ever seen. It was as if the shadows themselves had come to life, twisting and undulating in a grotesque dance and then there it was the silverfish it crawled slowly and deliberately toward my sleeping form its long spindly legs skittering across the floor oh i hate that i know i hate that wording i hate it so much i I got i got you can like see it i I got icky bumps icky bumps (laughs) um I watched in horror as the creature approached my bed and extended its mouth parts towards my open mouth. Its movements were slow and deliberate, and it seemed to take great care in not waking me. The silverfish appeared to be feeding on something, and I could only assume it was siphoning something out of me. 
As I continued to watch the footage, I noticed the creature would occasionally stop feeding and simply watch me sleep. Its humanoid head would tilt slightly as if it was studying me, and I couldn't shake the feeling that it was almost trying to communicate something, but what? I've continued to record my sleep every night since then, and the silverfish always returns. It's almost become an obsession trying to understand what this creature wants and why it has chosen me. I started to experience unexplained fatigue and health issues, which I can only assume are related to this nightly visits. As the weeks went by, my mental health continued to decline at an alarming rate. I became emaciated, my skin turned a pale, sickly color, and my energy levels plummeted to the point where I could barely stand. I was a shell of my former self, and I knew that the silverfish was responsible. Each night, as a creature returned to feed, I could feel my life slipping away, my once vibrant spirit being drained by this mysterious entity. Yeah, did I not say it? He's feeding on your life force. But I can't help myself. I feel an, a connection to this creature. I know it's bad for me, but I immediate. I am I like intimately linked now, and there's no going back how it was before. So honestly, I urge you, you to. Are you ready? I urge you to open your mouth tonight, accept his mouth parts inside of you, and know how beautiful life can really be. Nothing about that story was beautiful. I know. I don't Nothing think that... I hold me like I think the silverfish took over right in that thing. That or like, OK, we always say like if they like they feed on us. But what if they don't only feed on us, but they leave something with us? They transfer something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I am sorry. No, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. going to sleep with my mouth actually taped tonight. Thank you. Dude, Thank that's you literally much. the comments on this. Like, okay, taping my mouth shut tonight. Literally would sew my mouth shut to never speak again if that creature was to come anywhere near me. Yeah. Wild. I can't. I don't even have words. I don't. I, Yeah. Okay. What is wrong with people? I'm I'm sorry. My name is Brittany. I do own knockoff Uggs. I wear a lot of leggings and I enjoy Starbucks. I'm as white as the white bitches come. And never in my life would I be like, yeah, let's set up a camera. Oh, something's happening. Let's set up a camera. Hi, I'm Tori and I'm all those things Brittany is, just with a different name. Oh, squirrel moment. Yeah. We got a 30th birthday party this weekend. I need your bell bottoms. It's 70s theme. Which pair? (laughs) I don't know which whatever ones look better on me. That's fair. You'll have to come over and try them then. Sorry, that that was an actual conversation. I have a bachelorette party this weekend, actually. For who? Uh, one of my old co-workers from the dispatch center. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Never been to a bachelorette party. This will be my first, so I'm kind of excited. Only if we were best friends when I got married, dude. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I'm going to be your maid of honor when you get when you guys renew your vows. Hell yeah, you are. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Back on the topic. God, Sorry, that was an so actual. Easy. That was an actual Britney Tory conversation that I'm keeping in. 
That was like so chaotic, like so off track. Okay. All right. This one's called two-year-old daughter seems to have paranormal skills. Oh, good. My two-year-old daughter seems to break an invisible spell or seem to break an invisible spell tonight. Insert a nervous LOL here. (laughs) Even though I'm an atheist and extremely skeptical, I can't find another explanation of what happened today. My wife, my mother-in-law, and I spent the whole day looking for her pacifier. The three of us had already looked everywhere in the apartment. We looked several times under her crib, but after a couple hours, she just pointed under her crib and said it was there. And it magically appeared in front of my eyes. I cannot understand what happened, and maybe I never will. This is, isn't the first time something crazy happened here. The other day, she pointed to an empty wall and said that there was a dead man there. We never use this word in front of her, or these words in front of her. She wasn't even supposed to know this word. The other day, she pointed to the floor and said that there was a woman there, and we should take her to the hospital, along with other strange situations or situations like other things disappearing or moving from one place to another during the night, voices coming from an empty room, lights failing when we were talking about paranormal events, even while just joking. This is driving me crazy. That's terrifying. (laughs) Kids are scary. (laughs) Birth control. (laughs) Paranormal birth control right there. Yes. (laughs) okay so my next one is actually like a really really good just scary story that someone wrote okay because i thought it was really good sorry my back itch is so bad just ignore me for a second okay attention shoppers please hide at the back of the store immediately that's one hell of a way to start a story Attention shoppers, came a male voice over the intercom. Please move to the back of the store immediately. The back of the store, I whispered to Daniel. Don't they mean the front of the store to, like, pay for our stuff? It's 8.50 p.m., 10 minutes till closing time. We thought thought we'd bring our two kids out this late-night Walmart excursion in the hopes of burning off some energy. Instead, they'd just thrown tantrums for the new Legos and Hot Wheels. It was honestly a disaster. But anyway, apparently this disaster was just the beginning. Please move to the back of the store immediately, the voice repeated overhead. This is not a drill. I glanced around, but all the other shoppers were just as confused as I was. An old lady looked up at the ceiling, scrunching her face. What the hell? A dark-haired woman asked her boyfriend, pushing a cart full of garden supplies. Didn't you hear? An older man said, leaning his cart over, leaning his cart of bottled water and canned food. We're in a tornado watch. One just touched down in Sourville. A tornado? It was definitely storming outside. I'd seen the black clouds roll in from the east earlier, but it didn't look that bad. Don't, do not stay out in the open. I repeat, do not stay out in the open. 
There was a pause, then an explosion of sound as everyone began to mobilize. Carts rolling, panicked voices, feet slapping on the floor. No, 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 no. This can't be happening. I hurried down the toy aisle, Tucker in my arms, Daniel and Jackson following me behind. Three ziggy-zaggy turns, and we were in the electronics area, and I glanced at the TVs on the wall and pictured the four of us crushed to death underneath them. Stay away from windows and doors, the voice continued on the loudspeaker. Do not attempt to exit the store. Is it safe here? Daniel shook his head. Big open areas aren't good. I'm going to check in the back and see if there's like a break room or something. You stay here, okay? I nodded. Arms shaking, I sat on the ground between two shelves of video games. Tucker sucked on a bottle in my arms while Jackson began to giggle. Is the tornado going to hit the store and everything will fly around real fast? Yes, with a big stupid grin on his face. I don't know. A tornado, a real life tornado, like you see in movies, plowing through our town. It was so unfathomable. We were in New... We are New York natives, natives transplanted here to Indiana only six months ago. I've never been in a tornado watch in my entire life. Daniel jogged back into view. Everything's locked up, he said. He joined me on the floor. But listen, Fairview is a big town. The chances that it hits this Walmart, I think, will be okay. I never should have brought us here. You didn't? No, none of us did. He wrapped his arms around me. They should have warned us, like an emergency alert on our phones or, I don't know, tornado siren or something. The voice overhead rang out again through the store. Do not stay out in the open. Do not make yourself visible. This includes security cameras. So please move a spot. Please move to a spot that is not visible by any cameras. I frowned. What does that have to do with tornadoes? Feeling unease in the pit of my stomach, I glanced up and saw several black globes descending from the ceiling, hiding the cameras within. I guess we should listen and, like, get out of sight, I whispered. So I grabbed Jackson's hand. Daniel picked up Tucker, and we jogged into the center aisle. The store was an eerie sight, abandoned shopping carts askew. The aisle full of everything from pies to batteries to plants to footsteps that echoed around the store from people unseen as if they found their new hiding places. We dodged a shopping cart full of soda, ran through kitchenware, and then stopped in the Easter decoration aisle. There was a camera in the central corridor, but as long as we stayed in the middle of the Easter aisle, we'd be invisible. The four of us crouched on the floor, looking at some dumbass demented Easter bunny. I grabbed a bag full of colorful chocolate eggs and ripped it open and gave it to my son so he would stop talking. And I leaned back against the metal shelves. But I didn't have long to rest. A mechanical whine overhead, and then the voice came through the speakers again. Keep away from aisles with food. If you have food with you, leave it and come to a new hiding place. If you have any open wounds, cover them with clothing. What the fuck? That had nothing to do with keeping safe in a tornado. We should make a run for it, Daniel whispered to Sand. But the tornado. I don't think there is a tornado. Listen, do you hear any wind? I listened, but all I heard was silence. No howling wind. No shaking ground. No projectiles clanging against the wall. Wait. No sound at all. Not even in the store. But 
maybe maybe it's still coming it just doesn't make sense we need to get out of here he grabbed jackson's hand and held tucker in his arms come on daniel i don't think that's a good idea but the next words from the intercom changed my mind assume a fetal position and place your hands on your head close your eyes and do not open them for any reason let's go we broke out into a sprint and ran down the center aisle. Cameras be damned. The front door appeared in front of us, a little black rectangle looming in the distance. As we got closer, I saw Daniel was right. There was a tree at the border of the parking lot under a street lamp. It was perfectly still. We continued running past the clothing area, past the snacks lined up at the checkout lines. I ran towards the sliding glass doors as fast as my legs would carry me. Almost there, almost there, almost. The doors didn't open. No, 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 no. Daniel slammed his body against the door, rattled underneath him. I tried to squeeze my fingers into the gap between him to try to pull him apart, but they didn't budge. They they just locked us in. I turned around, and that's when I saw him, a Walmart employee. He was sitting on the ground at the end of one of the checkout aisles, facing away from us, wearing a familiar blue vest with a golden starburst. Hey, let us out, he didn't reply. Did you hear me? I don't care if there's a fucking tornado. Unlock the door and let us out. Again, he said nothing. But in the silence, I could hear something, a wet, smacking sound. I stared at the man, slightly hunched over, still facing away from me. Was, was he eating something? A speaker overhead crackled to life. Attention. Please, do not talk to any Walmart employees. My blood ran cold. The smacking sound stopped, and then slowly the man began to stand. He placed his palms on the conveyor belt and pushed up, and I could see that they were stained with blood. I backed away, but my legs felt like they were moving through a vat of honey. No, no, no. My fingers locked around my arm and yanked. Come on, Daniel shouted. I sprinted after him deeper into the store. Tucker stared at me over his shoulder, and Jackson ran as fast as little feet would take him. I was vaguely aware of the slap, slap, slap sound behind me, but I didn't dare look back. Daniel ran into the clothing area and swayed, dodging in circular racks of t-shirts and wooden displays of baby bo baby clothes. He skipped and stopped and ducked behind one of the dressing room areas, and here he whispered, motioning one of the rooms. We piled and locked the door. Daddy, Jackson started. You listen to me, and very carefully, I said, crouching to his level, you have to be absolutely silent. Silent. Do not say a word. I'm going to try to call 911, Daniel whispered, transferring Tucker to me and pulling his phone out. Tap the screen and frowned. What? We don't, we don't seem to have any service. I don't. Thump. I grabbed Jackson and pulled him away from the door. The four of us huddled in the corner. I held my breath. Thump. Under the gap of the dressing room door, men's feet in black shoes. They slowly took a step forward deeper into the dressing room. Don't move, I whispered, holding Jackson. The man took another step. Don't make a sound. Don't move. Tucker then let out a soft cry. The man stopped. He turned his feet, pointing at us. No, 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 no. Tucker let out another cry, louder this time. My nails dug into Daniel's hand. No. His hand appeared slowly. Pressed. His hand appeared slowly 
pressed against the floor, stained with blood, and then his knees. And he lowered himself down to the gap. Could he fit under? The gap wasn't small, but, like, it was a little smaller than the bathroom. But he flattened himself against the floor. I guess there's a chance. I watched in horror as his stomach came into view. His blue Walmart vest as he lowered his body to the floor. He pushed his arm under the gap, blindly sweeping, sweeping across the floor. This is you're feeling for us. This is it. This is where we're going to die. I'm going to die in a Walmart. Then he lowered his head, his face. Oh, God, there was something horribly wrong with his face. He smiled up at us with a smile that was impossibly wide, showing up the blood-stained teeth. His skin was so pale, and it was nearly and it was nearly blue in his eyes. They were milky white without pupils or irises. I opened my mouth to scream, Attention, shoppers, the voice began overhead. No, no, no. Please make way to the front of the store and make all your final purchases. We'll be closing in ten minutes. What? And then, before I could react, something unseen jerked the man out of view. A strange dragging sound followed as if someone was dragging his body out of the dressing area. I stared at the door, shaking. But he didn't come back, and within ten minutes, the usual hubbub of Walmart returned. Voices, footsteps, shopping carts rolling along the floor. Shaking, I finally got up and unlocked the door. The store looked completely normal. People were lined up at the cash registers, placing their goods on conveyor belts. Employees are scanning tags, printing receipts. People walked towards the glass door, and when they did, they slid open. As we slowly walked towards the exit, I spotted the older man who warned us about the tornado earlier. What, what was that? I asked, unable to keep my voice from shaking. He shrugged. I guess the tornado missed us. What a miracle, huh? He gave us a smile, and then he disappeared out the glass doors and into the night. I can't go to Walmart anymore. I know, I told you, it was just really like... No, was, well, I don't know. I don't know why, but I can't. No more Walmart for us. Nope. Ever again. Or at least not at night. Nope. Oh, God. Walmart used to be my favorite store, too. I won't even lie. When I was in, like, high school, I loved Walmart. Everybody loves Walmart. Being my childhood best friend up in my hometown... Like, we'd go to Walmart, like, three, four times a day. I love Ridiculous. that. Go get one thing, bike back to, like, one of our houses, and then be like, oh, we forgot this. Bike back up. Nope. Can't even let my kid go into Walmart no more. No, not at all. She'd get, up, she'd get me killed. She would. Love her, but she'd get me killed. Oh, shoot, she would. Be, like, the first one to die. You would. Yeah. No lie. No lie, no lie, no lie. Okay. Uh, this one says, it's back and I don't know what to do. Oh, good. So a while ago, I posted on here about something that was watching me through my windows at night. Fuck it's that. Freaking me out. The being left a couple months 
for a couple months and I didn't experience anything else until tonight. While I was in the kitchen putting my dessert away, I got a feeling that something was staring at me through my kitchen window. I immediately kept my head down trying to ignore it, but it kept burring it, boring it. Oh my God. Burrowing. Burrowing. Yeah. Burrowing. Into me with its eyes, and I couldn't shake the feeling of fear it was giving me. I managed to catch a glimpse of it. It's completely blitz. Oh my gosh. It's completely pitch black with beady maroon human eyes. And it's always smiling at me and not in a good way. The last time it was there, or last time it was here, it was only focusing on me or on one of the windows. And now at going, and now it was going for all of them. So I literally can't escape it unless I go into the bathroom. I already asked it why it's back here again, and it doesn't answer it only an airy giggle in response whatever it is it's not nice and it won't leave me specifically alone i'm getting in contact with a psychic in my area that i've been to a few times and i trust if anyone else has advice please let me know damn things get killer (laughs) it's a killer it's a killer Oh, good. Do you have another one? I do have one more. Okay, I also have one more, so go ahead. A story that nobody believes. This happened like 15 years ago. I was um on school holiday with my friend. We'll just call her Sarah. And I was extremely bored and just wanted to chill. This summer, this summer we lived in a small town called Bruffles in Texas, and everything kind of spread out. Anyways, it was around midnight, and we didn't know where to go, so we just decided to go to the park. It's a little big. We were there for an hour or so, nothing unusual, until we both saw something or someone crouch on a table. First off, a little weird, someone else being in the same park at this time, but what's creepy as fuck is that this person was crouching on top of a fucking table. Wasn't even sitting on the bench. But honestly... What really fucked me up was because I didn't look away, I kept looking closer, I noticed that there were wings. But, like, the body was completely human, but he had fucking wings. It's a demon, run. All of a sudden, I heard the most blood-curdling scream, like a woman being stabbed to death, but it sounded like a woman but unhuman at the same time. Like a scream like that, a normal person doesn't do it, but a scream animals can't even make. Almost like those screams in that movie that a demon or something makes. Yep, see? That was right. Yep, then it stands up, and this fucker had to be like eight feet tall, minimum. Yep. We both ran as fast as we could. Have you ever ran to your lungs max capacity? I ran until I had no air left in my lungs and kept running until I had to slow down because I was coughing too much. We knocked on people's doors trying to get. We knocked on people's doors and kept getting threatened that they have guns and will shoot if we don't leave. We literally were locked, locked outside with this thing. I kept looking into the sky. Because it reminded me of Jeepers Creepers, the movie. Maybe twenty, 
maybe 20 minutes later, the police show up and, of course, think we're on drugs. But let us go. I walked the rest. I walked the rest because I lived a few blocks away. A police drove my friend home. There was two different cops. There was, most importantly, there was a Mexican cop and then there was a white cop. But when we told the Mexican cop what happened, he pretended like we all just made it up. But with the look on his face, he knows everything. We now have PTSD and hate going outside alone at night, especially near parks or the woods. Weird people don't really scare cops. Animals don't really scare cops. But you know, it was something much worse if a cop lies and can't even keep a straight face because of fear. So like I said, it's a story that happened. I remember as clear as day. But then again, like I said, it's a story story that nobody wants to believe. Nope, even. I'll do a cobra, maybe. <laughs> okay, this so this one is a little longer than my three other ones. That were, I feel like the other ones were super short. But this one's called New Orleans Terror. Uh, uh spicy. This story may be hard to believe, especially since I don't have a picture at hand, but I promise you I'm telling you the truth. When I was a kid, I went on a church service trip to New Orleans. Our aim was to help clean up remaining disasters from the Katrina hit. About midway into the trip, we had helped remove brush and debris from some plots of land so a playground could be built. We were all ecstatic because the day was incredibly productive and we really believed that the spiritual forces of good slash godliness were at work with us or at work through us. At night, we visited Bourbon Street to have dinner, listen to some live music and celebrate the work that had been done. At some point, one of the church leaders was taking pictures and pointed her camera to the sky facing a distant casino. The sky was clear, no clouds. She snapped a photo, and when the screen displayed her photo, there was a silver-looking face smiling horrendously while grasping... Ooh. God bless you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, headphone users. (laughs) Uh, Smiling horrendously while clasping its hands slash protecting the casino. His face seemed... Metallic with many wrinkles. If you can imagine the Heath Ledger Joker without eyes, a huge mouth, no teeth, and many wrinkles, like fabric being pulled in different or multiple directions, that's what it looked like. It had wet, like orange hair that draped about midway down its face. Its nose was half missing. The entire group went hysterical when they all looked at the photo, and the rest of the night we were disturbed. The joy we had felt all day instantly went away. Few of us slept. I had a variety of hallucinations in the dark of demons falling into me. I didn't get any sleep. 
there were a few girls in the room next to me who I could hear crying in terror about what had taken place. I say this I I say all this to alliterate how the incident felt like a direct successful attempt to hijack our spirits of positive energy. One person in the group tried to come up with multiple natural explanations for the incident, but the leader who took the photo always had a new detail to explain how there wasn't any natural explanation for what had taken place. The incident alone has been enough to keep me or keep my anxious ass alert and aware of all possibilities sorry I just read the first comment and it says that casino has a good buffet we eat there a lot (laughs) me (laughs) I'm that person oh god dude I'm gonna literally title this episode that casino's got a good buffet dude yeah throw them off so bad (laughs) I'm so doing it. Oh God! I that was a good red deep dive. We got some good stories. Yeah, in there. that Walmart one is definitely the most fucked up one. Oh, I love Reddit. Oh, Reddit's a good place to fall into a deep, deep hole of terrifying goodness. Reddit is where I got somebody to send me the download of Haunting of Adelaide, so I don't have to pay for our audiobook. I love that. God bless this person. It's a, it's a very, very, very dark romance novel, and Mama cannot wait to read it. <laughs> because I, my name is Tori, and I have accidentally fell in love with romance novels, and I can't stop. Oh, I did it on purpose. The amount of Colleen Hoover books that I have read recently is... Brett, do you know what I asked Lucas to do the other day? What? The other day, I mean yesterday. Uh-huh. I said, honey, can you do the thing when you put your hand on the door frame? And, and lean a little my, bit. And lean in and like put your hand on my waist, like the thing from Book Talk. And he's like, yeah, and he leans in. I go... <laughs> I couldn't stop giggling because it was so good. I was like, <laughs> the way he was like coming in, I'm like... <laughs> I tingly. <laughs> Jingle. Oh. They just looked at him. I'm tingly. Actually, I just finished November 9. I don't know if you've read that one. No, I just finished um uh oh shit, no, I can't remember the name of it. I'm so mad. It was this... I'm going on book number four just this month. Uh, yeah, I'm going on like four or five. Uh, swipe something. Why can't I think of the name of it? The Right Swipe? Is that the name of it? That sounds familiar. I feel like that's what it was, but then again, don't... Don't quote you on it? Don't. Yeah, don't quote me to that. I think it was The Right Swipe. I'm trying I swear to like, I've heard about that book. Trying to go back into my library. My library. Do you do audiobooks or can like like Kindle reads? Audiobooks. 
So I can listen to him at work. Mm. No, yes, the right swipe was the one that I read, but the last one that I read was the bodyguard. Ooh. The bodyguard. Ugh. And then, so I read the bodyguard, and then I read Septuplet in the City. And then, um, the right swipe. Um, it happened one summer. I love Tessa Bailey. Um, it's I read. It ends with us. It starts with us in November ninth, and now I'm on. Now I'm reading. Heart bones. Yeah, I also read the bet. That was really good. Oh, I've heard about that one. So good. Speaking of book talk, since we're oh, and the boy kinda... I hate that was really good too. Oh. Um, oh spicy. Ha- do you follow the Russ on like Russ the artist? Like the yeah. Have you seen how he's made his way into spicy book talk? Yes. I am loving every second of it. I love spicy book talk. I'm sorry. Like, I love my husband. Don't get me wrong. And honey, if you ever hear this, I don't think you can hear me right now. Let's check. Honey. Negative. We're good. But, but like, oh. Book Sometimes I'm like, different. I'm like, oh. 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 Also, um, just because I know you, do not read it ends with us or it starts with us why because it will trigger you bad yeah what form of trigger domestic violence trigger oh yes thank you i will keep those out i don't i don't Don't do domestic violence anyone else anyone else fabulous storyline i'm not even joking i read both those books in 48 hours But do not do not recommend them for Tori. Thank you. I could do like the dark romance type stuff. Because it's a little different. But like when I know that it's like a regular couple. That's like hits. Yeah. The, I'll, I'll the, usually stop reading a book if it gets too domestic violence The first book is really hard hit and with it. But the second book isn't. But you'd be lost without the first book. I'm like plot line. Good. But anyway, sorry, we totally squirrel moment into. No, it's good for people that listen to our pod that are on book talk. They should know. Yeah. They should. Spicy books for the win, yo. Yeah. Um, Next week is another paranormal week. You're welcome. And how kind of noise did he just make? And also. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. You hear him? What? No. My grown-ass husband in the other room, who's so macho and manly, is literally going, Oh, you want to go to me cautious? Oh, you want to go me cautious? Oh, you're just you. You want to call me up? You don't go to me the cousins? Hold on. <laughs> oh, big stretch. 
Oh, you want some cuddles? Come here. Yeah. Good girl. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, you're just a good girl. Oh, yes, you eat your fingers. Mom thinks I can't hear. <laughs> I'm totally making fun of you right now. <laughs> You're being made fun of on the pod right now. I just was like, what am I hearing? And I pull my headphone up. Me questions? So, um, want to do a little shout out because so I when I went to the baby shower this weekend, um, one of like my family friends asked me how our podcast was doing, and I was we were talking about it and whatnot, and then she goes, "There's some there's some episodes that like I can't listen to while I'm alone or in the dark." Good, we're doing our job. So, Ashley, if you're listening to this, this episode can be dedicated to you. Thank you. Episode dedicated to Ashley. You know what? I'll give it to her for the end of the show. Okay. Okay. So, you know the drill. Follow us on social media. We have a Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. And a TikTok. And a tickety the tackety. And if you have any stories you'd like to share, um, cases you want us to look into, anything of that nature, please send them to be afraid of the dark podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, until then. next time. Ashley. Remember, don't look behind you.